Hello, Tom Myers here. If you're like me and you've got a lot to say, a lot of stories to share, a lot of opinions to give, then listen up. I'm going to talk about something that's going to take your passion for podcasts to the next level. I'm talking about the 7 Million Bikes podcast course. This is the podcasting course you need. Imagine having the skills, the knowledge, and the confidence to create, produce, and grow a successful podcast. And you're not doing it alone. I'm talking about Neil Mackay, the podcast guy, founder of 7 Million Bikes Podcasts. He knows what it takes to turn your passion into a podcast that stands out. He's going to guide you through everything from podcast ideas that resonate to nailing that audio production and even editing your episodes like a pro. With 23 tutorials and over three hours of video content, this course is packed with practical tips, real-world examples, and everything you need to know to get started. Just $97 for a wealth of knowledge that'll set you up for podcasting success it's a no-brainer think about it less than a hundred bucks to unleash your creativity share your story and potentially even turn your passion into a profitable business people like ian payton who's taken the course launched their own podcast and already in the top 10 percent of podcasts worldwide and you could be next the seven million bikes podcast course is your ticket to podcasting greatness. Go to the link in my show notes right now and let's make your podcasting dream a reality. Hi, I'm A.A. Ron, the owner and producer of Oddly Funny Productions. That's A-W-D-L-Y Funny Productions. Bombing Run, the original comedy combat game show. It's an hour's worth of comedians clashing with their jokes. And soon to be released, Orbs Wacky World, a talk show with a twist. It will be a mix of comedy, unusual questions and music with orb as the host oddly funny productions we might be odd but we bring the funny to you that's a-w-d-l-y funny productions hey everyone it's me again if you're tired of listening to this show with all these ads in the way go ahead and subscribe to my patreon in addition to listening to this show without the ads you also get extended versions of these episodes and bonus clips as well doesn't cost that much you can get plans for as low as one dollar a month you can show the love and your support just go to patreon.com slash tom myers spelled m-y-e-r-s and subscribe and listen and enjoy today again that's patreon.com slash Tom Myers. Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. And welcome to Tom Myers versus the rest of the world. A lot of stuff has happened. It just happened literally right before we started recording. Uh, Donald Trump announced that he would be running for president in 2024. His announcement was so pathetic and so lauded. It was like watching an aging televangelist raising money. The only difference being Trump hasn't banged as many porn stars. (laughs) The Senate voted to move a bill codifying same-sex marriage into law on the floor of the Senate. This is uh, right before we started recording. All 50 Democrats were joined by 12 Republicans who reason they could support this bill, given the many wet dreams they've had about Ronald Reagan over the years. (laughs) An explosion at a farm in Poland was blamed on a Russian missile. A lot of analysts are saying that it wasn't intentional, given that what we thought was a mighty military force is actually just catapulting Lincoln navigators filled with dynamite. 
<laughs> so the 2022 midterms are over and it appears as though the red wave that we were promised didn't materialize. In fact, the only fringe conservative to create a bigger red wave was Timothy McVeigh. Oh, oh. Oh, oh, the only person to be photographed with Donald Trump to spill a bunch of red was OJ Simpson. (laughs) (laughs) With Republicans all but certain to take the House of Representatives, their first act will surely be to vote on whether to include racial slurs in the Pledge of Allegiance, if only to placate all of the new emboldened post Elon Musk Twitter followers. Meanwhile, I'm proud of what we did in Maryland. We elected a governor, lieutenant governor, comptroller, and attorney general, none of whom are white men. Okay, we sent one old white guy back to the U.S. Senate, but okay, baby steps, baby steps. (laughs) And we legalized weed in Maryland. Weed is going to be legal in Maryland. And it's great because the competition will drive down the price of heroin. (laughs) (laughs) At her election night party, when it looked like Lauren Boebert wasn't going to be able to claim victory that night, she was photographed looking dejected. Although, to be fair, she probably caught her husband pulling his dick out again. (laughs) Arkansas Senator Tom Cotton said that what most people remember about January 6th is that gas was $2.40 a gallon. All the more reason to keep Democrats in power and the price of fuel up. So that Trump supporters won't be able to fill up their gas tank so they can get to the Capitol again. (laughs) At a World Series parade for the Houston Astros, someone threw a can of White Claw at Senator Ted Cruz. It was almost as if Texans watched how the Yankees fans treated Ted Cruz and told them, here, hold my beer, and then throw it at him. (laughs) Since Elon Musk bought Twitter, a lot of users, myself included, Uh, have migrated to a social media site called Mastodon. It's telling that people are leaving a social media site because of Elon Musk and going to one named after a species that went extinct 10,000 years ago. (laughs) 10,000 years. Seems like yesterday, doesn't it? It's the continuation of No Nut November when you're supposed to refrain from masturbating or specifically, you're supposed to refrain from orgasming. So you can still get the pleasure of nearly climaxing. You just can't finish. Basically, it's like the last year of Kanye West's marriage. Mm. (laughs) Or Donald Trump's entire marriage to Melania. Poor Melania making love to Donald. Must be like humping a beanbag chair covering in the scent of fast food and Ivanka's perfume. (laughs) Amazon owner Jeff Bezos is reportedly one of the people looking to purchase the Washington Commanders football team. If that happens, the players are going to show up at the stadium and then leave without knocking on the door. (laughs) In other words, it will be an improvement on how they already play. (laughs) (laughs) And now on with the show, please join me in welcoming Jeff Heisen, Gina Brown, Devine Kerr, and Joshua Postel. Hello, everyone. Everyone, welcome. Joshua, welcome to the show. Thanks for joining us. No problem. Uh, So I'm going to be getting everybody's thoughts on this, but Joshua, your thoughts on uh, the most recent midterms we've just had? Are you you happy about how things turned out? I'm very happy. I mean, you know, these guys with their just 
insanity. I was like half expecting they would they would win and this would be the first step to changing the country's name to the United States of Jesus. <laughs> I'm just like yeah, people are looking, you know, you know the GOP is out of control and even some of their own voters are going, yeah, there's the whole inflation thing and I you know, and eggs are six, seven bucks a pop. But, but you know, I, I'll take that over my own party's insanity. That just tells you everything. It really does. Like, we, one hopes that, you know, we've maybe, maybe, please, God, have we started to hit that peak insanity moment. I mean, you, there was something... Apparently, there's something in the New York Post, not exactly a trustworthy paper, but the headline is Florida man running for, for president. Specifically, Josh, <laughs> uh, I, have, I have that teed up. The Post, which is owned by uh, Satan uh, himself, Rupert, yes. Park, uh, and devoted themselves to everything pro-Trump has turned on him since the election. So they made the announcement yesterday a at the bottom of the front page. And it says, Florida man makes announcement. And that's it. And then on ah. page, 26, <laughs> page 26, there is one four paragraph article. And it includes this line. It says, in a move no political pundit saw coming, Avid golfer Donald J. Trump kicked things off at Mar-a-Lago, his resort and classified documents library. <laughs> wow. I think the only uh, thing that was that was surprising was I think how quick he went ahead and uh and announced. Because I think like up until then, the earliest candidate to announce was I think Jimmy Carter. He announced in like December of 74. That was about two years before the election kicked off, I think, you know, one week before the midterms from someone whose political philosophies basically had, you know, his ass handed to him. I mean, this is a bold, this is a bold move on Trump's part. Somebody said to him, uh, you don't have any momentum. And he said, of course, I, I have momentum. And he completely misunderstood what the word meant and defied everybody, including his daughter. Yeah. The, the daughter he likes. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. When, 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 when Ivanka and, and Jared are like, yeah, we want no part of this. We're staying out of this. That tells you a lot. And there was an even better story. It was an even better little addendum, shall we say, to this craziness. Apparently, the, the vibe at the announcement was so bad. People wanted to leave and they were prevented from leaving. Because they, you, you can't have Lord Orange making an announcement to an empty room. So people who were just saying, this is ridiculous, I'm leaving, were told, no, you have to stay. Are we sure that was a presidential announcement and not a comedy open mic? I and thought that's Ivanka where... was there, but like, I mean, I thought Ivanka wasn't there, but Jared was. And I thought that was bizarre that they sort of split the family in that way. <laughs> when the networks called incumbent Democratic Senator Catherine Cortez Masto, the winner of Nevada's Senate race, 
The chamber's majority leader, Chuck Schumer, went to a podium to claim victory for this party, an excerpt of which we will play for you. This election is a victory, a victory and a vindication for Democrats, our agenda, and for the America and for the American people. There are three things that help the Senate secure the majority. One, our terrific candidates. Two, a, a, the, our agenda and our accomplishments. And three, the American people rejected the anti-democratic extremist MAGA Republicans. And I'm making a plea to my Republican colleagues. We can disagree on so many issues. That's fair. But let's not have this kind of divisive negativity. Let's not have the condonation of viciousness and even violence against poll workers, against so many others. Let us try to come together. I mean, I know it, that was perfect timing, I thought, because that ambulance going right in the background. <laughs> <laughs> While talking about the Republicans, I was thinking to myself, did Mitch McConnell just self-harm? And that Aww. ambulance is going to. <laughs> I, th- I, th- I think most. I think most of them have self-harmed. I mean, if, if you're gonna put Mitch McConnell in there, you gotta put like Lauren Boebert and the, the rest of these just whack jobs. But what got me about Schumer's announcement there, Tom, was he's pleading to the Republicans not to be insane. What a waste of breath. Yeah. Just yeah. Why? And, yeah. and why do we keep kowtowing to them anyway? I, I guess I get so upset because he, um, he, Trump and the maggots are always maggots. at the top of, mm-hmm. they're Thanks. at the top of conversation. And I wish that they weren't, and I get it because it's so unbelievable that it, it, it has to be talked about, but yeah, you know, it's almost taking away from like we've spent, we spend a whole lot of time, even the pundits do, talking about that party and what they could have and should have done when it was less about what the Dems did and all of some of the goodness, right, that they brought to the table in the reason why people pulled the lever for them. So it's like telling toddlers to share, play well together, share, but they just need a nap, you know? Yeah. With the most recent election occurring in Florida, it is apparently a great time to live there. Unless, of course, you're a woman, you're black, you're a migrant, you're an asylum seeker, you're gay, you're trans, or you're a high school student who wants to wear a face mask to protect himself from COVID. Other than that, Florida is now a paradise. In the early... <laughs> In the early days of his first campaign for governor of Florida, Ron DeSantis read Donald Trump's policy statements to his kids like he was reading a bedtime story. Personally, I would rather have a drag queen read to mine. <laughs> In this video posted by his wife, the face palm factor increases exponentially, especially as a religious component to his platform is added. And on the eighth day, God looked down on his planned paradise and said, I need a protector. So God made a fighter. God said, I need somebody willing to get up before dawn, kiss his family goodbye, travel thousands of miles for no other reason than to serve the people, to save their jobs, their livelihoods, their liberty, their happiness. 
So God made a fighter. God said, I need someone to be strong, advocate truth in the midst of hysteria, someone who challenges conventional wisdom and isn't afraid to defend what he knows to be right and just. So God made a fighter. God said, I need somebody who will take the arrows, stand firm in the wake of unrelenting attacks, look a mother in the eyes and tell her that her child will be in school. She can keep her job, go to church, eat dinner with friends, and hold the hand of an aging parent taking their breath for the last time. So God made a fighter. God said, I need a family man. A man who would laugh and then sigh and then reply with smiling eyes when his daughter says she wants to spend her life doing what dad does. So God made a fighter. I think the only part of that ad where DeSantis shows he has any connection with the people of his state is the part about people taking their last breath because that's <laughs> yeah, moving yep. to Florida is, is the, the one step you have to take in, in order to do that. And it was a weird description. Like God said to protect her, he'll laugh and then sigh. I never seen a strong dude do. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's what and I describe. love. That it was on the eighth day. There really is only seven that we speak of. And then it begins one again. Like, it's not like there was this extra added day in the week specifically for fighter DeSantis. (laughs) No, no to Christians, stop riffing on the OG version of the Bible. That's my people's book. Do we have to sue you guys? Do we have to come on for copyright infringement? Well, I guess we like to say we have the whole book. You just didn't finish the other part. Is it possible? uh, My only response is you guys can't even get the original part right. We can't. can't. It's just like, it's such a joke. He's just such a joke. He's he's this guy who casts himself as like, I'm the American hero. But you're triggered by everything. Right. I mean, everything. Right. M- middle school children learning about homosexuality makes you crazy. Yeah. That's, that's what he is. Is it possible that somebody who is devout, uh, as he th- says, as he claims to be, would be offended by that? The, Probably. Yeah, the way he, is it possible that he's. Because he's analogizing himself to, I don't know, Jesus? No, Jesus wouldn't. Jesus hung out with prostitutes. Jesus would not be offended by any of that. (laughs) Here's here's the big joke. He does analogize himself to Jesus, but to like the fake bullshit version. Yeah. White Jesus. Okay. He's white Jesus for his kooky voter base. Right. In 2020, a woman in New Hampshire was told she couldn't wear an anti-Trump shirt into her polling place, so she took it off and voted topless. <laughs> this election, <laughs> this election, the boobs were on the ballot for the Republican ticket, and assisting them in their denial was Mike Lindell. And in this clip, he gives us a pre-midterm preview of the measures to which he will go to protect the vote. 
people, we're going to be watching every race. We're going to have the real-time crime desk going at frankspeech.com. Everybody you can watch me there t tomorrow night. Um, we are tracking every race by cyber. I want all the bad guys out there to know, through the Edison report, we are watching, and we also have another way to watch what's going on with the computers and the machines. So I'm putting them all on notice. What the fuck is wrong with his office? He's in the cockpit of a plane, and it doesn't, from listening to it, it doesn't sound like the engine's even turned on. I'm like, is it, is it functioning it's called, it's at this called point? A zoom background. It's called the Zoom a background. What's a crime room? What was he talking about? He, there's, there's, what he was talking about doesn't exist, and it's not even grammatically correct. I've never heard such a like my high school English teacher would yell at him. I here's what she used to do to discipline the class when we screwed up. She would put she would take like the chalk or she would just use her fingernails and go Arizona Secretary of State Katie Hobbs won the governor's race there, taking the seat from a term limited Republican. I thought she missed a big chance to have a running mate named Calvin. That's the cleanest joke we're going to have on this show. <laughs> Since her defeat, Carrie Lake may have a future on an upcoming season of Dancing with the Stars, although it is uncertain the name of the star with whom she'll be dancing. In this clip from Fox, the night the race was called, we have none other than Sean Hannity summing up the projection. All right, apparently they did have a drop in Arizona, and Fox is projecting that Democratic Secretary of State, who should have recused herself, Katie Hobbs, has been elected governor of Arizona. Straight ahead. Like, Sean Hannity is just bummed to the point where, like, if he does another event with Carrie Lake, like, he realizes, like, the quality of the hors d'oeuvres that they're going to serve at that party is just going to go down significantly. <laughs> His, in his warped mind, Katie Hobbs should have recused herself because she oversees the election. What happened to Brian Kemp when he did that and he ran for governor four years ago? Not this election, but four years ago. But he, did, he, did Hannity say that? I seriously doubt it. No, and secretaries of state, I think for the most part, don't have to recuse themselves if they run for if they run for a higher office, if they run for governor, you said Kemp didn't do that when he ran four years ago. Katie Hobbs didn't didn't do that now. I think the only thing they can't do is just observe an election, like observe a vote count. I think if, if unless my limited knowledge of electoral law is that limited, then you know I, I think that's that's the law. It's your show. It's not limited. <laughs> thank you for satiating my ego <laughs> it wasn't just televised media outlets caught unawares about the absence of massive republican victories but the world of conservative podcasting as we can see in this clip i'm still beside myself as i'm sitting here looking at all the things that we're dealing with and i'm i'm saying to myself how I'm, I'm, I have to. I have to look at this and go. Carrie Lake is down by 13 percent, with 70 percent of Maricopa record, reporting. Told you they can't let her be governor. Uh, I She'll mean, investigate. They can't let listen, her have it. Listen, we we can see the fraud. We can see the fraud in the machines, Draza. We can see it. 
what I could see there, Tom. <laughs> I don't know what I could see there. I don't. You, you, you know what that reminds me of? That's just this like it was at Coney Island, like when I was a kid. These the, the like the fortune teller thing. Oh the, yeah. Like I can see. I can see. Yeah. You can see what? Your own head up your rear end? Holy God. But nobody had, I guess I didn't have the presence of mind to bring out a thought that perhaps because she aligned with Trump that there was any sort of correlation. Like there was no, they, they just were just looking into the, 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 the broken machines, <laughs> nothing else. What couldn't have been anything but a broken machine. Because these people can't fathom that, no. No, how could they not want what we're offering? Our, our, our sexist, misogynist, racist hate that's making Chester Arthur go. You know what made me laugh? Down. Stop! You know, a while back they were saying, oh, we need to raise the, the, the age for voters, you know, like above 21 years old. And now it's like, Oh, I think we need to increase our base of voters and reach out to the young ones. There's the, those kids came out and vote. Damn. <laughs> oh my God. The Tom, woman went you, crazy. Tom, did you see the names of the people on that? I did. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I've, a, I've seen this. Apollo. I've seen this a few One times. guy's name was just Apollo. Oh, I'm yeah. like, <laughs> Apollo, you're with that mustache, more like, more like Ron Jeremy wannabe. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a compliment. That would mean that they have big dick energy, but none of that. That, no, that, that bunch doesn't have big big dick energy. No, no, no. That, they have the, they have they have sa- they have sad sack triggered energy. They're flaccid. Rejection. And at the bottom was a crawl, which was telling people where to buy guns. Yeah, I noticed that. For those who are more than casual observers, the traveling Trump rallies have fans who follow Trump like they are chasing the Grateful Dead from the days when they were on tour. So it's fitting that, thanks to COVID, all the Trump rally travelers are either grateful or dead. (laughs) In this clip, two members of the Front Row Joes, the most ardent of Trump rally attendees, talk about the logistics of their travel. Where do you go to the bathroom? Are you, are you sleeping there on the concrete? Like, walk us through how a front row Joe survives out on these locations for a days on end. We sleep in our cars, or I even have a cot tent that I set up and sleep in. Um, I take my showers at Planet Fitness. I got a membership just to take showers. Now, that's smart. That's smart. So, so for $10 a month, you can get a shower anywhere you well, want in America. you have to get the black card at $22.99 a month, but still, that's worth it. Good to know that. <laughs> Clearly, he's not using Planet Fitness to work out. But... <laughs> no, he's using Planet Fitness for, like, the free pizza. Yeah. Uh, I-, I was looking at that guy going, does he have the $22.99 a month? I shouldn't say that, you know, being that I live in New York and, you know, comedian, you do the math, but still you're like, but what also, the, where, what was where the, they find these people? They are just, what are they rally people? Is that what that is? People who go town it's, to town with them? It's a group called the Front Row Joes. And I forget which book I read this in. It was after the election. I think it may have been, uh, I mean, I, I'd have to go ahead and find I'm good. That, no worries. I, I don't want to read the book. 
because I've got it. But, but no, it's a group of people. They they follow. They they find out where Donald Trump's going to be, where he's going to be speaking, where his rallies are going to be, and these are the guys who camp out for like a few days just so they can get a front row, or they can end up in that audience behind them so they could be seen on TV. Like this is this is a real group of people. Yeah, the benchmark of intelligence is finding where to shower. Like, oh, that was so smart. You know, we can't do critical thinking. That's too hard. But you found a shower. Also, did anybody else cringe when he said that, oh, you have to get the black card? I'm like, I imagine he was very disappointed when he found out that he could do some of the things he wanted to do with that card the more elite card was, <laughs> was black right <laughs> but i guarantee that that guy was not would not have been allowed into mar-a-lago for last night's announcement yeah. oh no that's that's the ultimate irony of yeah. all of this he hates his fans he looks down on them he shits on them he, these people wouldn't be allowed with it. forget be allowed in they wouldn't be allowed within a mile of the place if it were up to him the warnings of mixing conservative beliefs with its fringe components are nothing new in this clip from the 1964 republican convention then new york governor nelson rockefeller expresses these concerns to the delegates with the delegates in turn giving an all too familiar reaction these extremists feed on fear hate and terror they encourage disunity you control the audience, and I'll make my five. I mean, the year is different, but like the alignments are pretty much the same. The reactions the same. I mean, same cowbell. It was it's the same insanity. Just, but the difference is they're just better dressed. Nelson Rockefeller. That's you hear the express. You know the expression. Rockefeller Republican, sure. Yeah, well, you're a Rockefeller, meaning like you're a millionaire. That's people, my parents would say that because that family had generational wealth. He was governor of New York. And by today's standards, he's a moderate, a moderate Republican. Now he wouldn't have been elected. Yeah. In conclusion, it's clear from the midterm results that one of the biggest winners is women. And I say good for them. And to all women listening, I'm here for you in more ways than you can imagine. <laughs> for example, for example, if you have a creeper in your DMs asking for nudes, send them to me. Send them to me because I will send them images that are so disturbing that they will delete their accounts. <laughs> they won't be images of me, of course. They will be the ones that I have collected during my days of catfishing the Gavin McGinnis show subreddit by telling them that I am a Russian model name Lubachevska, although, <laughs> although you can call me Bert. <laughs> Women are becoming a powerful force and even countering some policy initiatives concocted by older white conservative men. For example, in response to restrictions on abortion, there are women who, even on this past election night, say they want to cut off men's reproductive rights. See how they feel when we want to do that to them. I say go for it. Go ahead and take mine, because with my personality, it's unlikely I'll ever use them again. (laughs) (laughs) And on that note, that's our show. I want to thank Jeff Heisen, (laughs) Gina Brown, Devine Kerr, and Joshua Postel. Thank you, Tom. Thank you. Thanks, Tom. Thanks for having me. 
This episode was written and hosted by Tom Myers with panelists Jeff Heisen, Gina Brown, Devin Kerr, and Joshua Postel. Theme music composed and arranged by Euron Vandenhurek. Executive producers Tom Myers, Matt Connerton for IPM Nation, and Eddie Carson for Odyssey Radio. Please leave a five-star rating and a positive review on Apple Podcasts. And don't forget to subscribe to our podcast's Patreon for extended episodes, bonus clips, and more. Thank you for listening, and please visit TomMyers.us. Hey everyone, thanks for listening. If you want to listen to more of this episode, go ahead and subscribe to my Patreon. There you can get extended versions of episodes like this one, as well as bonus clips. You can even listen to regular episodes without all these pesky little ads through which you have to fast forward. Doesn't really cost that much. Plans as low as $1 a month. Go to patreon.com slash Tom Myers, spelled M-Y-E-R-S. Show the love, subscribe, show your support today. That's patreon.com slash Tom Myers. Hi everyone. I'm Orb. I am not the official spokesperson for Oddly Funny Productions. That's A-W-D-L-Y Funny Productions. A-A-Ron is tied up right now. Shut up, I'll untie you in a minute. Here at Oddly, we're producing some great shows. Bombing Run, where comedians compete to see who's Joker Race. And Orb's Wacky World, a talk show with a mix of comedy, uncomfortable questions, and music hosted by yours truly. When you think of comedy, think of Oddly Funny Productions. That's A-W-D-L-Y, Funny Productions. Now, how do I get out of here? Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now.